Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to A Moment with Eminem J. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary Jo Ryder. I'm Mike Ryder, and we're back with Mike and Kay Martin. Hi, guys. Oh, give it Hello, up for Mike everyone. and Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dog. That's awesome. Been a lot of fun last time with them and continuing to enjoy just being with these guys. They're just such a blessing to us. And uh, we had um, some great conversation outside um, this afternoon. We are outside doing a little work, getting our horses ready for, for Betty Bye. Tuck them in and read them a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. But we got to talking about something. Kay and I got to talking about something, and uh, it's kind of a direction we're going to go here a little bit. And it's the it's the old old cliche: God is in control. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told Mike that I I really cannot stand that. <laughs> yeah, we we okay. agreed on that. We agreed on that because. Ultimately, yes, um, God is in control because God's God and God's all-powerful, but God is not controlling everything I do, everything I say, everything that happens right. to me, everything, you know. Yeah, exactly. No. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a free will. Sure. We've had people say, you know, well, they ask you, well, you, they tell you God is in control, and you ask them, of what? And a common answer to that, well, well, everything, isn't he? Well, no. And it's like you just said, he doesn't make you eat oatmeal and raisins or gruel or whatever it was, that crazy <laughs> recipe that we looked up. Uh, he doesn't make you eat that. He doesn't make you go a certain direction in your car, not to say that he won't suggest to you, hey, you need to go a different direction today um, or anything like that. But he doesn't force us into that. He doesn't control us to that degree. So no. he he will try. I think he'll try his best to speak to us yeah. and lead us. Yeah. But it's ultimately up to us. Mm -hmm. Let me interject real quick. We had a wreck that ended up totaling our car because we, in my spirit, we could go home one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing, go this way. Yeah. I'm thinking, that's yeah. a long ways. That's a long way. Right. And so I went the shorter way. Now, if God was in control, he would have forced that car to go the longer way home. Uh -huh. So we're tootling down the road, and the Holy Spirit knew what was going to happen. I didn't. Mm -hmm. But the car in front of me, now we're not going real fast. But the car in front of me suddenly stopped yeah. for no reason, came mm -hmm. to a dead stop, and I ended up running into the back of the car. Mm -hmm. Didn't do hardly any damage to this vehicle, mm -hmm. but because of the way our vehicle hit that car right. and the minor damage or major damage sure. based on the age of the vehicle, they end up totaling the car. Sure. So sure. I'm saying, God, we pray all uh -huh. the time for your protection around us. Uh -huh. What is going on? Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, I tried to tell you to go the other way. Right. And you overrode it. Uh -huh. So if God is in control, mm -hmm. he would have forced my vehicle right. the other direction. That or he would have forced your arms to turn the vehicle the other direction. One of the two, exactly. yes. Yeah. Okay, I just want to jump in. Go ahead. Sure. Dave. No, that's fine. 
But then what else did we get to talking about? We got to talking about that very same thing. Um, I quote the 91st Psalm. Remember that one? Yeah, like like someone quotes the 91st Psalm every morning. Uh-huh. And, and I'm safe and I'm protected and, and God's taking care of me. Uh-huh. And so they get in their car and they, they're drive they're deciding should i go this way should i go that way and they end up going a certain way and something horrible happens they have a bad wreck somebody's killed uh-huh. you know whatever and and then they say but i quoted psalm 91 uh-huh. why why did this happen to me right and the thing is you cannot separate the word of god from being led by the spirit of god right Exactly. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I think in order for that to be effective, 91st Psalm, yeah, it's the Word of God, absolutely. But part of that protection is Him speaking to us mm-hmm. and saying, do this differently, go a different direction, uh, go a different route to work today, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's part of that. And think about, just think about Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, that's something that we do on our part. We dwell that's right. in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. So, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Strong tower. Right? See, I didn't God. know you guys had talked about that. We did. Or, or I would have not given my illustration no that's perfect (laughs) it was perfect that was perfect though because it fit right in no it's absolutely fine but and then getting back to the um god being in control issue uh i've been really digging in hard to the dake bible and he put some notes at the end of revelation about man being a free moral agent and makes some really good points in here i'm just going to share them real quick and see if we've got anything want to uh discuss on that if man a man is a free moral agent and he uses uh, Revelation twenty two seventeen as the uh, scripture reference to that. If man were not a free moral agent, God would be entirely responsible for all sin, the effects of sin, rebellion, sickness, and the damnation of men, demons, and angels. I think that puts it rather well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll preach. Seven facts about free moral agency. Man has no choice about coming into the world, but after he is here and old enough to be responsible, he is held accountable for his salvation or damnation. Man has his own will to exercise in this matter. It's God's will that all men who will to be shall be saved. Men are commanded to choose God. Men are to be cursed if they do not choose God, according to Proverbs uh, 1, 29 through 33, Mark 16, 16, Isaiah 66, 3. It is impossible to serve God and Satan at the same time. Promises are given to men upon the basis of their choice. In over 4,000 scriptures where choose, will, in other words, expressing willpower are used, not one suggests that God forces any man to accept him and do his will. Man's relationship with God is entirely on a voluntary basis. No man recognizing that endless decisions are necessary to daily life can deny the fact of free acts and conduct, free acts and conduct, for he knows he has a freedom of action, moral action, concerning right and wrong, and that he is responsible to God for his very act, for his every act. 
If one can deny these facts, he can deny his very existence and prove it on the same basis he tries to prove that he is not a free moral agent, that he is and that he is free to choose his own destiny, and daily moral actions are facts known to sane beings. Choose life. I set before you this day death and life, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Gives you a test and then he tells you how to pass it. <laughs> but it's our choice, right? It's That's our exactly choice. right. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, choose life. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And if God is in control, ultimate control, and we have no part to play in this, mm-hmm. what about, what do you do with Jesus? Right. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> Just Go what, there, my what friend. What do you do with him? Huh? Instead of going in the garden and praying, mm-hmm. God, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, he wouldn't have prayed that. Right. Because he knows God <clears throat> is in ultimate control. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, Yeah. If there's any other way that this can happen. Yeah. And the reason he said it is because for the first time, ever he was going to be separated from his father Mm -hmm. from god and jesus did not say that as god right he said it as a man yep everything he did on this earth he did as a man Mm -hmm. otherwise we're not god right right and when he said the thing in john when he said i think it's john 14 the things that i have done you can do Greater things than those than I did, will you do when I go to the Father? I believe so. If he did that as God, that's a lie Mm -hmm. because we can't do what God does. Right. But he did it as a man, Mm -hmm. which means if if Jesus had a free moral agency where he could make choices, Mm -hmm. and I don't. I'm, I'm looking at you, but you can correct me, sweetheart, if you want to, I, or you guys can. I believe when it, it talks about in John 2 where Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit Yes, he was led, he came out of that desert area in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Led in by, came out with, and... A lot of people do not want to think that Jesus was tempted like we are. Right. You can't, God can't. Jesus couldn't have been tempted with adultery. Yep, he was. Tempted. He was tempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't succumb to any of it because he used the word. Right. It is spoken. The word says, you know, do not tempt the Lord your God. And all. There was more temptation than the three that's recorded. Right. Yeah. But all temptation can be summed up in those three um, areas. Areas, Yeah. Uh, and so Jesus could have, and this is an interesting thought, and you may get some interesting comments about this. He could have succumbed to it. He totally could have. Because he was doing it as a man. As a man. Mm-hmm. Not as deity God. Right. But he didn't which means he gave us the way out mm-hmm. of every temptation. Yes. And so when you look at Jesus, <laughs> he, 
he said, God, if there's any other way. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not what I want, uh-huh. I submit to your will. Yeah. Yes, yep. thy will be done. It's, it's his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned about Paul. I was going to bring that up. Go for it. Okay, it's, it's in Philippians 1. Um, Paul had a choice too. Verse um, 23, I am torn between, well, how about 22? If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Um, Let's go to 21. For (laughs) (laughs) For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So he's talking about living and dying. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean Fruitful labor for me, yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with you, with all of you, for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like Paul had a choice. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to go on and be with the Lord, um, and he a choice was given to him. And he said, you know, you can see him weighing it out. You know, if I do that, if I go here, I'll be with the Lord. If I stay here, I can help you. Yeah. Um, what yeah. should I choose? And somehow he had. He knew inside, you know, you need to stay here. But I think he could have made the choice to go on mm-hmm. and be and go home. You know? I think he could have. That's, that's pretty much what he said. He said, my desire is to depart and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he could have chose that. But he said no. So if God's in control, he had no choice. If God is 100% then, in control, then, then it's he like, made Paul stay. Yeah, excuse mm-hmm. me, Paul. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get a choice in this. Right. And Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Correct. So I'm sorry, you're wrong. You don't get a choice. You stay because I said so. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is a pretty bold statement. Um, if the God we serve is a... Um, Puppeteer, would that be the right terminology? Mm-hmm. I don't want to serve him. Yeah. That's not the God I want to serve. Right. You wouldn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. <laughs> That's good. You're That's right. awesome. You're right. <laughs> You have just illustrated the point. (laughs) (laughs) Which means, actually, if that's true, what are we still doing here on earth? Right. Right. And what are we here for in the first place? Right. Yeah, because if God's in control, he would have already taken care of everything. We would all be in the presence of the Lord and we wouldn't be here. Right. Why even pray? Um, Why even go out and witness to people? Why even go out and... Try to be light. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and salt and light. You know, why go do that? If God is ultimately in control of everything, then what we do doesn't matter because it's all up to him. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, another example that I thought of about, you know, surrendering your will was in Matthew 26, Matthew's account of uh, uh, Judas' betrayal of Jesus. Um I'll just read verse 47 through uh, 56 out of the King James. And while he yet spoke, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave him a sign, saying, Whomever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and took and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again your sword into its place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Think thou not that I can't, thinkest thou that I cannot now, Pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? I can stop there because that pretty much illustrated the whole point. Jesus also had to make choice. And he also had the the power to choose. Of going to the cross or not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He said he could have called down twelve legions of angels and bang, every single one of them would have been a grease spot. Well, and then and he could have got out of that. Yeah, but, but I, I believe that the word says that Jesus agreed to go to the cross uh-huh. at right at the beginning, you know, before even before Adam ever fell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That with us it must be. Mm-hmm. Boom. The Lord gave us our example. Do the will of God. We can, cho- but and we also have the power to choose it. So I'm going to interject on, you know, a lot of people are confronted with a loved one dying before they should, Uh, whether it's an accident or a sickness, they get confronted with a famine, Mm -hmm. they get confronted with starvation, they get confronted with a storm, Uh a hurricane or or a tornado that does a, a tremendous amount of damage. And then they get the statement made to them potentially that God is responsible for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, even insurance agencies say this is an act of God. And I think that's something that that needs to be flipped. I think that, it should be. You're absolutely right. You know, that individuals do need to be taught that it's not God that is responsible for acts that damage and acts that take um, the life, you know, the life of somebody, the breath of somebody uh-huh. before their time, before uh-huh. they're satisfied, before they're old. Uh-huh. That there before is an enemy. There is an enemy that that's mm-hmm. that's what he w- that he does. He comes to steal, yeah. kill, and destroy. John ten ten. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything about God is good. Everything. Everything about the devil 
is bad. Is bad. So if it brings death and destruction, it is not God. That's right. Even though hurricanes come in, devastate the coastland, even though tornadoes come in, devastate land and houses and even loss of life, mm-hmm. it's not God. Right. Because God does not destroy. Everything about God is producing life. Right. Exactly. I'm going to look this up, James one thirteen. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Choice. God didn't send him there. I think that illustrates the point rather well. Mm-hmm. Very well. Right there. Food for Good food for thought, isn't it? Very good food for thought. Before we go. Yes. Someone is struggling because you believe that what's happened is God. Yeah. And it's not. And in my spirit, I heard you say, are you telling me all this is my fault? No, I'm not. Exactly. No, we're not. Okay. Right. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying we have a choice. But God did not do that. Right. It's so, what you were bringing out, it's Mm -hmm. so easy to say God is in control Mm -hmm. rather than taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And as humans, we don't want to take responsibility. Right. That permeates every area of our lives. Um. There was a major wreck that happened. We live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. And there at the airport, as you come into the airport, they used to have signs that would list in alphabetical order the airlines and the departures. Mm -hmm. One guy had a major wreck and said and actually won the court case. It's not my fault that speed limit is 50 miles an hour. It's not my fault I was driving 75. It's the airport's fault for having those signs up, and I was reading the sign. And I read and ran in the back of somebody and flipped my car over and destroyed my car. Wow. And won the case. Forced the airport to take those signs down. He was not going, and he admitted in court, it's not my fault I was driving 75. 25 miles over the speed limit. That's not my fault. It's your fault. And it actually started in the Garden of Eden. Right. Exactly. It's it's not my fault. It's this woman you gave me. Yeah. Hey, excuse me, dude. It's not my fault. It's the serpent's fault. Uh And it has gone all the way down. We're not saying it's your fault. But whatever has happened, you or someone you know that you're questioning right now about what we're talking about, they had a part to play in this. Father, I release that person right now in the name of Jesus. Release them from the guilt and the condemnation 
Father, I release them by the power of your spirit to flow into their lives and to give them your peace that surrounds your throne, the shalom alechem, into their lives. And, and Lord, Lord, they will no longer be taunted and haunted by this. But Father, they will be set free from the torment that the enemy has brought to them concerning this situation. And Father, you, you love them, and you want the very best for them and their family. So, Father, we release them from this guilt and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I just. That's precious. Do that. Amen. Amen. Thank you for doing that. And thank you all for joining us. With that, we're going to sign off, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Again, go ahead and click on the linky link below. If you'd like to become a partner with us, we would sure appreciate it. And if you want to, just let us know, hey, we're going to be praying for you. We would appreciate that, too. And uh, love you all. Thank you so much. Like and share it. Like and share. (laughs) Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.